1: Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN
0: to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
2: Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host, here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at Participating Restaurants 18 Plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com
0: back for Arfield. Waddle Burnley! Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently.
1: And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Burnley
2: win the next ball. It's Sorori now. On the outside, he's oh! He quickly finds Benson in space at the
1: byline, completely got a goal here, back for Brownell. saved by the keeper, yes!
0: Yes! finally won it the end that is magnificent, they deserve that.
1: and go on the outside, comes inside, he's having a shot,
2: and a goal, Manuel Benson once more, that is top class. Burnley have done it, fantastic, the deserve the championship title, they've been the best side throughout the
1: campaign, Burnley have won the second tier, what a fantastic achievement, the players have been magnificent.
2: Yes, hello everybody and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast, full-time show with me, Joe Redmond, after Burnley's demoralising defeat against West Ham on Saturday. Two late goals, we'll get into it, obviously, the crux of it and, and our opinions of it all, uh, but two late goals uh, were a bit of a hammer blow, if you will, if you like that one.
0: Really? Um
2: Hey, thank you. Uh, 85th minute and what? 91st? I don't know. I've not checked. I, I, I'm not overly bothered if I'm honest. But if you can, uh, if you're watching on the YouTube stream, you can see that I am joined by Sam He's from Clarence Roundup. How are you doing, mate? I'm
1: not bad, mate. Are You?
2: Yeah, I'm all right, mate. I, I'm better now. It's Monday. I were a bit. In, we're in a mood a bit yesterday, and I felt. Yeah. I feel like. I feel, I feel like when we do it on Sundays, it is better because we're a bit more emotional. It. I'm a bit yeah. in my own feelings at that
1: moment. I'm a bit in my own feelings.
2: Yeah, same. But unfortunately, I were working yesterday, um, so we couldn't do it. Um, and obviously, down at the bottom there, you can see Neil. How are you doing, mate? All right, mate. How's it going? Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Good, thank you. Good, thank you. <laughs> so we've got the bye and we've got the hi now. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll <laughs> oh, also have the salute later like, as well.
1: The podcast listeners are going to be like,
0: what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those who aren't watching, uh, Sam waved that us, so I just started replying. like, yeah. I forgot where I was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's
2: people that don't watch, but uh, but uh, at least you've explained it for them. Keep yeah. your comments coming in. It's good to see everybody here. Uh, the listeners are, are quickly uh, rolling in. Icky Punk says, where are you? We're here, mate. Uh, Mike says, battle for 19th on Saturday. Come on, boys, we can do this. I'm not that pumped for it, if I'm honest, mate. I, I, I do think we'll win, but uh, again... What am I basing that on, other than the fact that they are absolutely dreadful? But I I know we are as well. Uh, William Baxendale says, evening all. Evening, mate. How are you doing? How are you? Well, Harry says, miss the last few of because of work. So good to watch live. Would have been much better with three points or wouldn't it just, mate? Uh, Jay Hartley, 1882, says, good evening, lads. Up the Clarets evening. GST says, evening, lads. Evening, mate. And Jay Hartley says, the end of the game was so painful, especially as I'm in the quickfield field right next to the West Ham fans. No matter where you are, mate, it was painful. I'm sure those of you uh, that couldn't even get onto the turf found it painful as well. But I had one of my moments. I've not had one of these for about 18 months now because this season I've, I've not been too bothered um, because we started slowly. Um, and then you just, you know, we're playing teams like um, City, Villa and Tottenham and I weren't expecting anything from them games as we had <laughs> debates on. Um, but it's got to the stage now where when we're losing at Palace. I'm like, oh with crap anyway so I'm not that bothered and obviously last season we were so good but then you get one nil up you give us the hope and then you just kill us like that I had one of the moments where I stood up and I'm like Fuck, yeah, yeah. I, I don't like it when I do that but sometimes it happens to me Um, but it's just one of the moments just one of the moments where I can understand the frustrations that anybody else would have but before we get started and before we ask the lads their opinion of the match Um, I just want to quickly say that we are delighted to announce that the Turfcast podcast full-time show is now officially sponsored by Wave Car Finance. Wave Car Finance are a local car finance company who specialise in getting you your dream car through their fantastic one-to-one personalised service. Their finance-first approach ensures that you can secure the very best finance in a deal tailored to suit you. And they can even settle any existing finance agreement and swap your current car into a new one. And to celebrate this brilliant new partnership between Wave Car Finance and Turfcast, if you mention Turfcast podcast to them, they will give you a voucher worth up to £200 to spend at the Burnley FC club shop on completion of your finance deal. So why not pop down to their stunning showroom in Wallet or give them a call or even just send them an email or a message them on social media uh, to start your new car adventure today, and don't forget to mention Turfcast um, to basically just get two hundred pounds of free Burnley FC merchandise. But lads, that's out the way. Sam, I'll start with you first. I do like to let you stew, but you might have to jump off early. So I'll get some of your opinions in first. Get some of your um, your heated debates in. People love it when you go off and won. But
1: <laughs> thoughts on the game, mate? Um, yeah. even more disappointing with how much better it was. And I I almost feel like with that game against them in that moment, I feel like there's no better time to have played them. Injuries, no Jarrod Bowen, like, you know, a lot of the key players out. We had a really good opportunity to really give the game to them. In fairness, another side of the premier league that we all hate that we'll probably talk about at some point genuinely killed our chances from that as well because we should have had two penalties like, just absolutely ridiculous that wasn't given um however it again just shows the lack of grit and grind we're having games the the same grit and grind that we managed to develop over last season that this team just isn't getting. Like, the first couple of games in the Championship, we were exactly the same. We were like, you know, we just want to see a team get a lead and keep it. We don't want to see, you know, pure dominance for 70 minutes and then the ball gets lumped into the box and they score. That's literally how they scored both their goals. Both their goals, yeah. you know... I mean, a, a a bloke that's never scored a professional football goal ever in his life managed to score against us. And Suchek, I mean... That is such poor defending, and I feel like the defense—it's getting a bit boring talking about the the defense. But there is no way that you can defend that. If you'll pardon the pun, but there's no <laughs> defense anymore. Like there just isn't. There's no way to defend it. That defense is horrendous. If you have if you have six minutes left in a game, and we we switch off that badly that we go from a winning position and lose in six seven minutes, it's shocking once again. And another thing to point out is company got it so wrong with them substitutions. Them substitutions killed us. We literally, we went from having Brown in the centre midfield who was playing, who I actually thought was playing really, really well in midfield. Covering so much ground, weren't he? But that moved into right midfield. Like, right mid or left mid. He moved into one of the wide midfield roles and I'm just sat there like, why have you, that's not clever. It's not tactical what you've done. All you've done is move a player from a position that he's playing pretty well into a position he doesn't know how to play, really, and shove somebody else in who's not, you know, who yeah, might be fresh leg, but they ain't caught up to the pace of the game yet. Like and just said, Oh, go out and sort that out for next time. No. Keep the midfield the same, sort out the attacking players, rest players, bring the change other positions, don't honestly them substitutions were poor, and I think company will know that himself as well. Yeah.
2: I agree. I feel like the subs were stupid. Um, I know, Cullen, I know why he's brought Cullen on, but like you said, he's, he's not adapted to the pace of the game yet. But it's it's the moving of Brownell to right mid for me. Like Brownell, like he's had his critics recently, but I think I think that new DM partnership. I know we've discussed it a million times, so I won't go into it too much. But that DM partnership of him and Burge is now working very well, and I think mm. Brownell played well. Burge played probably better out of the two. But him and him and Burge are working very well. So why he has then split that up and then moved him out there, and then all that protection that we had from Brownhill is now gone because he can't do anything out on right mid. But
1: He's when we have in. that many, but when we have that many wingers, like what that doesn't prove, that just proves the naivety yeah, the side, again. Yeah. That that just proves the naivety again. Though we've bought so many wingers, so why have you tinkered that substitution to the point where you've gone? Well, actually, I think this central midfielder do a pretty good job on wing we have four wingers on bench just bring a winger on like a, a natural winger would be better to put on the wing than josh brownle at right in midfield like I, I, to me it's just the most logical thing to do that that to me is tinkering that somebody like Pep does or Pochettino. would yeah, exactly that exactly that, that. we are not that team so don't tinker like that like that that for me is just a, a ridiculous substitution and i just think we got caught out <clears throat> through that um, but I also think the reaction of the players was shocking and the reaction from the defense was poor as well like the fact that we literally had two goals conceded in seven minutes when we had three points wrapped up for so much of that game like regardless of the penalty situation which we will probably get on like th- there is there's no excuses now th- this is now starting to become absolutely ridiculous.
2: yep yeah, no can't really argue with it. Uh, Neil, your thoughts on the match please mate.
0: <coughs> Yeah, sounds really, but I think it comes down to me is just that lack of leadership. I said it in my fan reaction. There's no leaders in that team. Yeah. There's nobody in that in that team from Alan Page to company to any player who knows how to compete at this level. And it's showing now. Um, because if he had any experience about him, he would have seen that game out. Um, agree about the substitutions. Um for me to try and see that game out, if they had anything about him, and and it, it goes back to what I was saying about company needs to change the style of play a little bit. I would have brought Ekdal on and just brought another defender on. And yeah, just that's, it up that's a little, a logical one. Just showed it up a little bit. I don't know what, I, <coughs> move, move Brownell to the wing. Why? We don't need to score another. We just need to hold on to what we've got with like five minutes left or whatever it is to get a vital win. And quite a big win as well against West Ham. Um, but it's just that naivety rearing its head again, isn't it? And um, just a complete lack of leadership and anyone who's got any experience. And that comes down to the... Um, recruitment drive of just buying young players. Um if you've got no leaders in the team, you can't see games out. But there's nobody looks able to compete at this level for me. Standard birds probably, but um the rest look like they don't know how to how to play the game. Because it's not just play by play of the game I mean see games out and you know just yeah. hold just that sort of thing. The dark arts of it really. Um, and they just don't of it. they it's too naive for me um and i agree about the reaction of the players it's that they've got us, i see it on on twitter all the time about that soft underbelly and we really do mm-hmm. like as soon as as soon as we've been bre- breached once that's it head's go. but um, like so like to go on that point as well like the
1: reaction from the players on instagram now as well like, oh, I, don't know, like I don't know about anybody else right and I, and i don't i hate trying to say it like i am and then make out like everybody thinks it like but my opinion is these players coming out at the end of all these games and saying it's coming, it's all. What are you watching? What yeah. are you seeing that makes you think that? Because I'm paying money to watch you do that and go and be one nil up and get to the 86th minute. I could have put my phone down right as not a Burnley fan and come back and been like, Burnley lost. No way, they were one nil up at one point. Like, because I'm a Burnley fan, oh, ridiculous. And then you've got players like Bayer and Brownell coming out saying it's
0: coming, lads. It's coming what yeah but company annoyed you... me mate company annoyed me because in his process or no, no. right oh, oh, um it's a bit of a kick in the teeth oh, or hard one to take that one. one oh it is <laughs> it yeah, start it's, you, hard,
1: it's hard <laughs> for you to take and i i get that and, and, and i'm not you know i'm not alluding to the fact that like they're not bothered because they make loads of money but like us fans like that that's Possibly, what you winning is possibly one of the best parts of our weekend. You lot go on to your six bedroom and I know you can't think like. That, and even as I'm saying it, it, sounds ridiculous, but you lot go on to your six bedroom houses with your six figure bank accounts and get to sit there. And if it doesn't work at this club, you'll move to that club. And if it does not work there, you'll move there and stuff like that. And if you're not bothered about this football club, which it looks like a lot of them aren't at the moment, like you all, you, you all get to, and then you come onto Twitter and you sit there like. Oh, it's coming, lads. It's coming. Yeah, should be. Tell me, tell me, and knock on my front door now and tell me you're sorry. Don't tell me in a bloody Instagram post. Oh, sorry, we didn't win, but you know we've only played fourteen games, but it's coming. There's only four more games until we've played every single team in this league, and we'll have had one win. So you tell me who you're now confident that we're going to be, because I can tell you one team, and it ain't even Luton. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I think next time we play Luton, we get beat by him. Like, it's just absolutely ridiculous. We're sat here week in, week out, week out, talking about the exact same things. Nothing mm-hmm. seems to change. And the only thing that seems to change is they put silly things out on Twitter as well. Like, oh, new week, new week. What? You, I haven't even gone over last week yet. What do you mean, new week? <laughs> Give me a picture of some of I'm still reeling from two days ago where we were one up with seven minutes left. Put a big apology out of something or don't post anything for a couple of days. Show the lads working hard. Don't sit there and go, like, New week, New week, as if I'm sat there at home, like, try and forget last week. It's all right. Unfortunately, mate, I can't
0: forget that because that is ridiculous. <laughs> a new week that's going to end in disappointment. Exactly.
1: Exactly. As, yeah. oh, don't worry. Saturday's coming along. We'll have the whole hype for Saturday and then I'll be like, Full time, unfortunate result. Everybody, oh, yeah. sorry, lads. Oh, it's coming. Stop doing same stuff. Just change it all. Just do everything different. It's so annoying. Oh, I just want to win a game. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all?
2: Don't we all? Jamie says, new week, same shit. Uh, but yeah, keep your comments coming in. Inky Punk says, like Daj always used to say, sometimes the best thing as a manager yeah, is exactly. do nothing. Stick exactly with- yeah, I feel like if company hadn't done anything, um, then you know the result might have been different. But I can see and that's, I can that's see, inexperienced, though, isn't it? Yeah, I can see what he's trying to do with some of the subs, but that Brownell moving him out right—I I will, for as long as I live, I will never be like—I will never understand why he thought to do that. But what? I, <clears throat> what? We'll get onto the company thing in a second, but this will lead me on nicely for it. Um, is um, this square pegs round hole thing, you mentioned it, Sam, like sticking Brownell out outright out mid for, for no reason whatsoever other than just to seem like you're tinkering for, for, for some reason. That's what it feels like to me. It's just, it feels to me, like, I, I can't look at that and think, I can understand why he's done that, but it's not worked out. I just is it feel that like off? he's done it to make it look like he's a big brain man, like he's a big brain tactical man, like he can do something like incredible that no one's ever thought of.
0: Yeah, is it though? Or is it that he's actually doesn't trust some of the signings he's made now?
2: But it could Maybe. be that, yeah. it, could, it, it could be that. But if he doesn't trust Jacob Bruun Larsen, then why doesn't he trust him? I feel like he deserves he deserves a chance. Zorro, mm-hmm. I mean, I know Zorori got on didn't he? But there's some others as well, like I said, that didn't get on the that, 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 that didn't get on. Jacob Bruun Larson's one. Um, some others off the top of my head. But it, it might be that he might not trust his own signings.
1: Yeah, which, which... I, I think there's 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 clear signs of that. Like we don't see Trezor feature very much anymore. Like you know, yeah. I about thing, it. Things like I can't that. Part, right. You know, completely. No, is. This is the thing though. like, I I just think we're in a we're in a weird position now as well. And I feel like I feel like the majority of fans have like come round to the fact that like, you know, things aren't great. But then you have got people like that in the chat that are like, just sit there like, what do you want? Like, what do you mean? What do we want? We want to win a football game. We've played 13, 14 games and lost twelve of them. Like, sort of, so apologies. Yeah, that that's not, apologies that we're not just sat here smiling after losing two one with seven minutes to go, and you won the look. Like, it's just, it's just weird comments like that. That like just, it's just so strange. What do we want to not lose a game? With seven minutes. Some fight,
2: well, I'll say up. some fight would be nice. We had a bit more fight this week, but, yeah, but it's, it's just a constant mistakes, politics. doing the same thing.
1: Exactly. But we'll in, talk about out. the positives. The positives are there were 70 minutes of better football. The positives are we had two, we had a lot more goal scoring opportunities. We looked a lot better. We were more comfortable on the ball. They never really threatened us a lot. And then the, but then the other side of it, which is the annoying part, not the side of it, which is, you know, Oh, it's unfortunate that we lost. You know, they were a bit better in the last seven minutes. It's the same thing every week. The defence switches off. The goals that we score are too soft. We not. We don't have the grit and grind. So forgive us if we don't sound happy about talking about the same thing over and over and over again. And if you enjoy talking about it, make your own podcast and talk about how happy you are. Like, honestly, ridiculous.
2: You can call it the happy pod. The happy <laughs> turf <term> pod. <laughs>
1: um,
2: but... Obviously, that brings it on nicely. I said I were criticising VK's subs then. There's been quite a lot of um, criticism for Vincent on the socials. A lot of it justified for me for them substitutions. And the Vincent <laughs> company out shouts are now getting louder and louder and louder to the point where <clears throat> there's like big, like I say, big Burnley fans. But Burnley fans that have a bit of a platform on, on other podcasts and pages and stuff like that that are now saying that he that they want him out I I I wouldn't get rid of him yet, personally. For me, it's a case of he's you know, I don't I know people don't like talking about it, and neither do I. But I feel I feel this is Alan's point of view, so I, I'll make this point. But I feel like they had a plan to come up, but not come up so soon. So I think Alan's looking at that and thinking, well, I can't get rid of, rid of him yet because we've come up a little bit early. Um, and and Alan as well, just just bring that comment back in there. It says, give us some ideas to solve it rather than just being negative. It's not up to us to solve it, Alan. Right? We're not the managers, mate. We're talking about it. It's not up, it's not talking up to talking us. About it. We're talking about the, the negatives. Is that Pace? About that, what that, that's Pace asking. That, that, like, that, that's Pace I mean? asking for, asking you for advice. You have to outline
1: yeah. the negatives to find out what the solution is. We never just say, this has happened, this has happened, that's happened, and never say what we do to change it. Every single week, we talk about how we'd change it. We've talked about Trafford. We get stick for it. We've talked about a different back four. We get stick for it. We've talked about a different midfield. We get stick for it. We've talked about different attackers, how many wingers we've bought. We get stick for it. Like, so honestly, mate, just give your head a wobble, honestly. To be fair,
2: Casey's on your side. He says, nice to see some passion. Really bored of the happy clappers, feeling like everything is going to be okay. But just get back into the Vincent Comrie thing before everyone falls out in the comments. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Not having another thing like last week again. Um, For me, keep him, I would... but For for me, right, I want to keep him. I do want to keep him. And I've always said that if we went down, the best-case scenario would he would be the guy to lead us back up. The best-case scenario would be to stay in the Premier League, obviously. But if we went down... But I am now at the point wondering where breaking point is. Not for me personally, but for the club and Vincent. Because you can't lose every week. Yes, there's been signs of improvement. And I think a lot of fans are looking at that, myself included, and thinking we're going to get better. And I I do think we will be better in the second half of the season compared to the first half because the signs are there We're slowly getting better. But if we've lost, what, six in a row now, seven if you include that Everton game in the Carabao Cup, at what point... If we continue losing every single week, are we just going to be like, well, maybe it's time for a change? Because for me, I don't want it to get to that. But I think I've got to play devil's advocate here a little bit and say, is there a breaking point to this? Like, we can't just lose every single week. So, Neil, I'll start with you this time. First of all, mm-hmm. are you VK in or VK out at this moment?
0: I think I know your answer, but just for the, for, for the listeners and viewers. I'm in for there's a few reasons. The first one is I still think he's got a bit of credit in the bank for what he's done. Because he, yeah. he inherited a club that had absolutely nothing. We had no players, nothing. And and he galvanised everything. So he's got a bit of credit in the bank for that. And we sort of, even though we all predicted that Burnley would do all right, we sort of knew it would be difficult this year. The other one is, it's his team. So who's realistically going to come in and get a different tune out of them? Because it's his team, yeah. it's his idea, it's his philosophy. So you're thinking, well, all we're going to do is get another manager like him. And I don't know who that is. The other one is, could we afford to sack him? Because he's just signed a five-year deal and we've just spent hundred million quid on wingers um, and Alan Pace has been giving it the big one about oh, it's like when you've married the hottest girl in town or whatever is, he's going to yeah. look pretty stupid if he then sacks him six months later. However, they think, Yeah, I also, I also think that that naivety is at the board level as well, that they'll start panicking and because of the inexperience at that level as well, they'll think, right, sack him, new manager, mm-hmm. rather than thinking things through logically. So I'm VK in, but I, I fully get if they do pull the trigger and fire him because I think that will come from them panicking a little bit.
2: Yeah, I feel like that's what they did with Dash. Although I think in the end, looking back at it, I do feel like we probably, if we'd have got rid of him earlier, we might have stayed up that year. But that's a different debate. Um, mm-hmm. Sam, your thoughts on the VK shouts and what your what you think the breaking point would be or what your breaking point is if we just continue to lose every single week? <laughs>
1: My breaking point would be go down next season and stagnate. That would be my yeah. breaking point. Go down and don't come back with a vengeance. Because Vincent Company's done absolutely he's worked wonders with a team and he's he's created such a such a a setup. I just think slowly he's starting to chip away at that that statue figure that we all have in our head of Vincent Kompany, like, you know, you can't, you physically can't doubt anything he's done. And slowly he's just, there's just little chips going away, just little chips. And I think it's down to, you know, like Del Delcoire at left back, you know, um, not looking at the goalkeeper situation in like, I don't think Trafford's the problem now, but I do think in some of the earlier games, there was times where he could have come out of the team. I think tinkering with the defence, I think, you know, um, you know, the fact that we've bought so many wingers and things like that, like these little things are chipping away and then now you look at the results and it's the same. I still don't think Vincent Company should go. I think Vincent Kompany is easily the manager to take us down and back up. We did the same with Daesh. Daesh took us down and, you know, 100% we backed Daesh as well. But there's a comment just above. Can't remember who it is. Let me see. Uh, the, 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 that Ray's, uh, Ray833, that comment's fantastic. We knew we were up last Christmas and we were coming up and we didn't prepare like of course you can you can have this conversation about like we're ahead of schedule and you know there's situations where we have you know we haven't had chance that we've had more than enough chance knowing how far ahead we were at christmas last year and how far ahead we were in january to have planned for this situation what i feel like we've done is almost planned for an like for another championship season Or we've planned for a Premier League season where we didn't actually think we'd compete. So we're going to buy players with the Premier League money to bring down as projects in the championship. And whilst, of course, some fans will look at that and be like, OK, like, you know, that's absolutely fine. I personally wanted to see a team that had done so well last season kick on and really progress into that next stage so not only are we just a, a premier League team we look an established Premier League team from the get-go we look like a team that's really going to try and compete in the transfer market I felt like at the time we did do that um but I just think um I just think we've got we've got a good manager we've got a good structure we have got good players and if we do go down it's not the worst. Team will go down with, and these players do have a lot of upside and a lot of potential. However, I do think that the company out shouts are a little bit like they're a bit kind of they're a bit far fetched. I think. I mean, yes, I, I, I think
0: I we
2: got criticised earlier off Alan for being petulant. Yeah. I think that the company out chance are petulance personified. That yeah. is petulance for me. Yeah,
1: arguing about a performance or arguing about how annoyed you are at the fact that you've lost two one. In my opinion, I feel like he's more justified than turning around and looking at that result and then instantly going to a bigger picture and saying we need a different manager. Yeah. That's my opinion. Like, for me, that's petulance. For me, petulance isn't being annoyed at losing 2-1, like, or the manner of losing in the way that we've lost 2-1. For me, that's, that's just being a football fan and thinking differently. We can all think differently about football. That's fine. But... I understand, like, I, I can see where some people's mindsets go in because, like I said, some people might not put company into that that stature. They might not look at him as this unbelievable, fantastic, fantastic manager just yet because, of course, he's done a fantastic job, but he has only been here one season. Like, he's not got years and years of success behind him like Daish does. But yeah, for me, there's, there's no way that we should go down... With a different manager. We should go down. If we go down with... Uh, in fact, mate, okay, slightly different answer. If we go down with a record low of points, that's when I'd start having a look at company. But I don't think we'll be at that stage at all. No, I, I don't.
2: I but don't. I think I,
1: that's I, I, the only time where you'd look at it.
2: I put a tweet out, because I don't know if you saw, Sky did that um prediction, and Burnley's prediction was 12 points, because obviously we're mm-hmm. a quarter I race of the that. season now, so they just... Just worked it out like that, so pretty, it was pretty about much everyone's in that. Yeah, yeah. Everyone that's in that position now will still be in that position, except Everton because of the points deduction. Um, but I put that out saying there is no way that we will finish with twelve points or less. And I'm, does anybody here think we will? And I was shocked at the amount of people were saying, "Well, we'll, we'll, we'll do well to even get that." Well, if you are one of them people watching that, uh, sorry, watching now, who said that? then I will take 100 English pounds bet that we finished either on 12 points or more. So DM me if you want that bet, because you could end up paying for my extension. Um, So (laughs) there is that. Um, I do want to quickly play devil's advocate again and go back to this comment from Ray that, that obviously Sam pointed out. He says, we knew last Christmas, it's still on screen for those looking. But he says, we knew last Christmas, we were going up and never prepared. I think we tried to prepare but we got it wrong we brought in foster i mean i've said it's going to sound harsh because what what he's going through but that's ended up going wrong because obviously we're missing him now obviously the priority is he gets better i understand that and i stand by that and obviously we're teaming up with casual minds and stuff like that and helping you know claret crump it with a mouthful out i say helping i've done it once but you know trying to retweet it as i can but that that's gone wrong and then the Ekdal thing as well we signed him and both of them were brought in with a view to playing the premier league and now Ekdal's had an injury all right, he's on his way back, and then obviously Lyle's had his struggles. So I think we have tried to prepare, but we've just ended up
1: getting it wrong. Yeah,
0: agree, mm-hmm,
1: agree. Yeah. I, I I I completely understand the devil's advocate side of it. Like I say, like it, it's it's just it just feels like like we've said over and over again, though, like the naivety with the boards there. Like Neil says it all the time, like the mm-hmm. board was naive, and what we've done, and what we now see. Is a naive transfer window from a naive board and in the nicest possible way with a naive premier league manager not a naive manager and not a naive bloke but a naive premier league manager we have we have been in so many situations now where we are seeing issues with what companies doing there are issues with company substitutions. There's issues with company's team selection. There's, there's issues with the the way that we're even trying to line up. But amongst all that, there's still a vast amount of positives that Vincent Company brings to this club. His recruitment ability is fantastic. His ability to turn a team from hoofball into... You know, one of the most well-oiled, well-drilled championship sides that's ever been seen. The most, one of the most dominant championship sides to ever grace the EFL, and we've literally, we we literally won the league in record time compared to anybody else. Even a team that won a hundred with 106 points, we got promoted before then. Like, we literally have. We have so much to be grateful with Vincent Company. It's just right now he's getting it wrong. But does that mean that we need rid? No. It just means that things aren't going right now. But if you become a trigger-happy club, you end up being a team like Watford, who come yeah. up, have a manager, go through three managers in the Premier League, go down, stay there for two seasons, and then all of a sudden come back up again and you're like, who's their manager? Well, oh, they've been through nine now. Like, Do you know what I mean? I'd rather be a club that sticks to the manager than just gets trigger-happy and gets rid.
0: Yeah, So yeah,
2: completely agree. Alan says, I'd rather be dreaming big than going back to never dreaming beyond 17th. And that, Alan, is the point that we're trying to make after all the drama from earlier. Um, Even if we go down and stick with company, we'll still be dreaming big if and when. Uh, we come back, so I think for me the company shouts are extremely premature. Uh, I kind of agree with with Sam's <coughs> logic, although if we lost every single week for the next like six weeks, that probably will be the breaking point. But for me, even if we went down, I'd keep him. But if we then start doing a stalk in the championship, uh, then mm. then maybe it'll be time to um, to get rid uh, and look elsewhere. Um, the penalty now, obviously, I can't show. Uh, the, the footage of it you've all seen it um, but what I can do is bring in a picture um, and I'll be honest with you I mean I obviously go on the match I sit at the opposite end um, quite in line with it if I'm honest I'm uh, kind of like on the left-hand side of the goal, but I sit in the Jimmy Mac stand, which makes me even more of a bell end uh, for shouting and screaming <laughs> when that goal went in with all them kids around me. Um, I apologise. <laughs> um, but um, I genuinely, at the time, I tweeted it at the time, thought he was looking for it. I even said to the guy next to me, "I nah, went, was looking for that, weren't he? I don't think it was a dive. I thought he initiated the contact at first when I saw it. So I kind of understand the referee getting it wrong. Having said that, I've watched it back since and the referee's literally in front of it. But then it would be a hypocritical me to have a go at the referee when I myself uh, thought he was looking for it at the time and didn't think it was a penalty, regardless of of whether he's two yards away compared to my 2,000 yards. How
1: up?
2: Away days are fantastic, especially when you win the league at Ewood Park. But there's still nothing quite like playing at home. The same goals for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay. but how the VAR can then turn around, look at that and be like, yeah, good on field, call that Jeff, that's fine, or whatever his name was. It's just it's just beggar's belief. Like Referees get things wrong, that's fine. And that's what VAR was brought in for, because referees get things wrong, they are humans. Now, I guess the counter-argument to that is it's humans on VAR. But how you can look at that with all the angles that we saw and decide that that wasn't a penalty is beyond me. And as Danny Austin, sorry, Astin uh, says there in the comments, in a nutshell, Call the Ocean of the United Last of is, is the same. They got it and we didn't. And that is what I said to the guy next to me. I went, I think he's looking for that. Went, yeah, we were weren't he, he went, yeah, well, I bet Man United get it if that were the situation and literally 24 hours later, it was the situation and Man United got it. Lads, I'll start with you, Sam, this time, because uh, I started with Neil last time, but how
1: on earth has VAR not given that? Uh, because the Premier League doesn't care about anybody outside of the top ten. We don't make them enough money, so they don't care about the decisions that they give. They don't look into them as much because we don't do much for them being in the league. So why would you look at our decision when you could look at United who turn over so much revenue and give the Premier League so much money? Why? Why would you? Why would you not? Um, to be fair, I think that's the fickle answer. Really, I just think I just think there's a. I just think that, I just think there is a there is a clear bias with top six and top ten clubs. I do think when it's a heightened game like like Everton and Man United is already scrutinised over the fact that they've had you know this points deduction that people don't agree with there's already scrutiny over that from the Premier League on Sky Sports with all the banners there. So I feel like they've just looked at that game and gone, we physically can't get anything else wrong today. Like we have to get everything spot on. So what they've done is they've looked at every decision over and over and over again. And they've done exactly what VAR is there to do in, in Man United's game. Man United's game, they looked at it. They said to the referee to go over and look at the monitor. They've shown him all the angles. The referee's given the penalty. They've moved on. So how come in our game, we didn't even look at it? How come in our game it didn't? Well, even they did look, look at it.
2: Like... Oh, no, but... it, it came on the screen,
1: but it doesn't. It doesn't seem like they
0: looked. Not, in the, at same right not it in the same like
1: depth. It seems like they just. No, saying, yeah, definitely not left the, left the same before. depth. No. Never mind. Play on. That's what it felt like. It felt. It didn't feel like a sit down for two minutes. Go. Oh, I've seen the angles a couple of times. It felt like a, you've seen it back. It's gone off, and the referee's gone <laughs> like that. That's what it looked like, and that's how quick it was. And I just feel like it. It does come down to the fact that we, you know. Why? Why would you look into a Burnley decision more? And I, I, it sounds really fickle. It does, but like this is happening over and over again. Like, of course, I do. So I'm sorry. I was just going to say I
2: didn't mean to cut you off, but I do think there is an element of that in which you are correct. I don't. And and there's some a comment in a minute. Where's it gone? Uh, Ryan Collins, the Premier League corruption's fine, it's on level with FIFA. I I don't think it's intentional corruption. No, I don't. I, 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 I just I just think there is a, a, an unconscious big club bias because, as you say, yeah. the big clubs are the ones that make them the most money. They're the, that they're, the yeah. Yeah, they're the ones that are in the biggest games. Yeah, they're the ones that are in the biggest game. So when they're in the biggest game, Sam makes a good point on that. Of they're thinking, right, this game is massive, lads. We have to get everything right. When it's Burnley versus West Ham on a Wednesday at 3 o'clock, no one's arsed. Exactly. Like they're, they're not That's even what what I mean. so It was only Burnley and West Ham fans who give a shit about that result and maybe Sheffield and Luton fans as well no one's off like, and I think, I think i think it's the, the unconscious
1: like, bias creeping in to them but points. have you ever seen like um i can't remember who it was it's really going to annoy me is it mark clattenburg who did the old who who did the video where he's like to to you and me Birmingham versus Millwall on a, on a Friday night means nothing. It means nothing to me. It means nothing to you. But for 90 minutes, it means everything to that set of fans and everything to that yeah. set of fans. So you yeah. have to get into their psyche and understand how big of a game that is for them because that spoils one set of fans weekend, unless you draw, which could spoil both sets of fans weekends. But you're in now a position where I feel like referees... All completely, just look at teams like like Man United and Chelsea and stuff like that. Like it, 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 is, it is unconscious bias. Like it just is. Like they're not yeah. doing it purposely. I never said that. I. I don't believe that they actually sit there and go give do a couple more VAR situations in the game for Man United because it'll be on telly at four o'clock on a Sunday. I don't think they'll do that. But I think what they will do is they'll be like, let's have a look at that because because it, it's a big defining moment in the season that we need to do it. Whereas, like you say, if it is just Saturday, three o'clock, West Ham-Burnley. Like, to some people, that has no relevance at all. But you sit there and you look at the the Forest game, and we should have had a goal. So that's three points in the bag. You know, we've had the Bournemouth game. We should have got another point. Like, we're now in a position now where we should have had another penalty. We could have been 2-0 up. Like, we could have been cruising in that game and not even give them a chance. We should have been, okay, let's say that it's still they still ended up scoring twice. We should have still had a point. So we're in a much better position in the league if VAR does its job properly and it hasn't and we've had apology letters from the Premier League and things like that so in order to get an apology letter from the Premier League you have to have got something wrong so do with that what you will but the Premier League is also not helping us as bad as we can be sometimes the Premier League is also not helping us and that is a real shame
0: Yeah, I agree Neil, your thoughts on it all mate? Excuse me uh, now the same. I think it's just that we don't generate enough clickbaits for them, do we? Because it's all social media now, football anyway, and we just burn the West Ham. No one's clicking on that to review it ten times, whereas they will for Anthony Martial going over. Um, I saw a comment um, there, it's Scott, about the Man United one. As far as for clearing obvious errors, I think it, I think they did look at it to that extent because he did book Marshall for diving, and I think that was obviously then an error. Yeah. I think there's an there's the element of that in the Man United one, but... Yeah, I think there is an unconscious bias towards the top ones, but I, I do think yesterday was because he booked him and it was clearly wrong. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it does come down to that, that it, it doesn't have an impact in any title race. It doesn't have an impact in where the money is. So it is just a bit of an unconscious bias, really.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I do feel like this, um, I'll get the comment back up. It's, it's from everyone's favourite statistician, Solent Clarets. That's and sort of says, what I mean. Uh, is that Because uh, I think yeah, Moscow exactly, was an yeah, hour. Yeah. yeah, but I mean... Ours is an error. I mean, again, I'm in a devil's advocate mood tonight, so I'm going to do it again. But it it it, it is a clear and obvious error. That that foul is a clear and obvious. Error. Suchet leaves his legging. It's a clear. It's 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 a foul. It's a penalty. That to me is a clear and obvious error. You don't. It doesn't, it shouldn't matter whether callio show got booked for diving or not. It's still a clear and obvious error. So, yeah. and, and and this clear and obvious everything. I just think it's what VAR used to hide behind stuff. Oh, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't review it because it, it wasn't a clear and obvious error. Just get rid of that bullshit, man. I've not asked whether something's clear and obvious error or not. Whether it's a, a penalty or not, whether it's the wrong decision, it should be rectified clear and obvious or not. Well, do you remember back was, in the
1: day? Like, do you remember back in the day when we played Bournemouth and we? I think we beat them 3 2 at home, right? And we had a penalty shout that wasn't given. They went up yeah, the handball hand and yeah. and then gave yeah. the goal. And then they went back and changed the goal off, gave us a penalty, and we scored from the penalty. Like, yeah, that's that what game. they yeah. are there to do. That's what it's there to do. Look at the phase of play, find the issues, point them out, say who's done, done what first, give the correct decision. In this situation, it is now dumbed down to one simple yeah, thing. Is that. it a penalty or not? And to come away from looking at that with whatever still image you've seen, whatever angle you've looked at and say no penalty, we've we've been absolutely robbed of a penalty there.
0: There's no, still, there's no other way around it. That is an absolute robbery. I still think VR should just be a last resort. It should, we should just leave it to the refs like it used to be. And VAR is literally just, if the ref says, I've no idea, lads, help me out. Mm-hmm. That's literally it. Because at the minute, that VAR is in the matches. We don't need a, a human ref. We really No, exactly. exactly. Um, so it should just be, leave it to the refs. And if he's not sure, that's when he goes to the monitor. Other than that, they don't get involved.
2: I don't even know what to do with VAR anymore. I just think it's... I was... A massive advocate of bringing it in. I say advocate like I had anything to do with it, but at the time I worked at like like a radio station, and I was the only person at this at this sport radio station saying, "No, it'll be good for the game." I'm sick of refs getting stuff wrong all the time. It's just added another layer of of I don't know the onion or whatever people keep referring to. It's it's just it's another layer of human error, and now because humans are behind the screen, there's just more people getting it wrong, and I just can't believe that people who sit behind these screens, have 15 replays, zoom in, zoom out, still look at these and get them so wrong. It's just, everything about it is just not corrupt. Like, like we said, it's, it's just all the bias and the politics in the red is just all
1: in there. It's just all like ruling. I say, though, like it kind of, in my opinion, goes down to the ruling because the ruling should be concrete. It should be a case of if there's contact, it's a penalty. It shouldn't be left open to interpretation by other people. That's my point. Like, It's so annoying that, like, we're even having this conversation about having a video-assisted referee, which, by the way, has been in in the Premier League for three or four seasons now. Like, it should be fine-tuned into being better. And I feel like it's worse. I feel like it doesn't help situations that need help. Like, it's a penalty. So go back and look at it look at the contact and just say it's a penalty how can you look at that and sit there with three people in a room looking at all these different angles and then go what it's your decision and then just sit there and they go uh, nah I'm not going to give I, we'll, we'll leave that like move on like it shouldn't be like that. it should just be if there's contact in the box and goes down regardless whether or not you know, there's, there is, a course, simulation. I know you need to take that into consideration, but there is no simulation in that. Even if he initiates the contact, he still left his leg out. We talk yeah. about Campbell's arms being in natural positions. What's natural about putting your leg out like that? Like it's the yeah. same. It, it should be the same principle. It should be if your leg shouldn't be there, don't put it there, because then you wouldn't have somebody running into your foot anyway. Like I, I just think I, I just think we just need to. We even need to. We just need to go back to basics with VAR and look at it and fine tune the ruling so that you physically can't leave it open to interpretation. Because right now, the fact that you can have a million different opinions on it, and you have you go to you know Sky Sports at the end of a big game on a Sunday, and you've got Gary Neville and and uh, Jamie Carragher going at it for hours talking about how he thinks it is and he thinks it won. That all that does again is just create. Distance between people that think VAR
0: should be there and or not, like because all you're doing is pushing the narrative yourselves as well. Roy Keane said it. You say going over there. Roy Keane said it on uh, his podcast. I, I don't know if it's called the overlap or whatever it's called. Going podcast, and it, Roy Keane said that VAR must be causing so much self doubt in referees that they've got someone yeah. in the ear constantly that they don't know what to do. They don't know what decision to make. Yeah. They don't know. Yeah. Am I right? Am I right here? Is this the right rule? You know just, what like, I mean,
1: yeah. just let referees officiate oh. the game. That's what we're yeah. there to do. Like, so let them officiate and, and step in when you really need it. Don't officiate the game for them, because what's the point? Yeah. Like,
0: don't exactly. have rest. Exactly.
2: Yep, fair enough. Well, enough about that. Let's get back to how shit burn they are. Um Jeez. we've spoken about um we've spoken about <laughs> how Trafford isn't the problem, and I do agree with that. Um, although if I thought he played Dawkins all right Saturday, by the way. He, he did. He I did, just I want to say that I, I tweeted that myself. Yeah. I just I want to say this because I know
0: I've been on his back all season. I thought he didn't do a lot wrong on Saturday. To be fair no, to him, they they hadn't done a lot wrong for about three or four weeks now. No, other yeah, than I, I just I, wish he'd just come off his line. Just come off your line. You're not glued to it. Yeah. That's all you've got to do. But other than that, I, it's fine.
1: But he's yeah, not. Uh, this is the
0: thing. Though. He's not the finished article now. That and and no. but that's also that's also part of playing this
1: young goalkeeper. Like we also yeah. need to look at that situation and say we're playing a project goalkeeper anyway. So, these yeah. things won't be in his game yet. So, you just either have to accept that those things are going to happen or like we move on to a different goalkeeper. But we've talked about that for weeks and it hasn't.
2: Yeah, happened. I don't so, want to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I mean. I don't <laughs> want to get back into that. I would still, I was going to say, if if the ball is still fit, I would still go with Murray personally. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't think Trafford is a problem at all. I think we can all agree the defense is a problem.
0: Yep. Yeah. 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 They're not learning. They're yeah, not they, learning. They just, there's no, they not, are there? there's no they sign of not. them. No, they're not learning from any mistake they've made. Oh. There's no improvement weekend. All at the bottom three goals exactly against... It as well, that comment at the bottom, zonal marking, sack it off. It's rubbish.
1: <laughs> We're so bad at it. Don't do something that, like, honestly, it just annoys me. Like, do you know what I mean? You you wouldn't you won't go into an egg and spoon race and, and forget your spoon, would you? Like, don't, <laughs> don't do zonal marking if you can't do it. Like... It's just so annoying. Perfect. It's
2: such a perfect comment. Yeah, I agree with that. Although someone did explain to us a few podcasts ago that it's more of a hybrid, but again, just get rid of it because it clearly isn't working. So is it is it then? That's that kind of leads me on to my next question. And Sam, I'll start with you this time. So start with Neil last time. I'm just laughing at Solent's comment. Um uh, what is uh, for those uh, obviously that can't see, it, I'll just put it on screen. He says, "All teeth are blinding people. They are, they are some belting teeth, and he spent a lot of money on them. You can tell. Um, you can tell. Um, what were I going to say? No, you've, um, you've lost me. Oh yeah, that's it. Do you think it is then the system that is the problem, like the defensive system, because we have this hybrid zonal? I'll get rid of that comment actually, because we have this hybrid zonal sort of like man marking thing. Or do you just think the defenders aren't good enough? Or do you think it's a mixture of both?" Sad I think style, it's, yeah. I, I
1: do think it's a blend. I think it is a blend. I think we've I think we've we've invested so much on the attacking quartet of the team that we literally we didn't invest enough in the defence and we are being punished for that. But I also think with what we've got, we're not protecting them. We're trying to get yeah. players that aren't at the standard of what we're trying to do to do something that they're not capable of doing. So when we try that. We wonder why, you know, like, it's the same as, like, you play stupid games, you get stupid prizes. It's like, what are we expecting? Like, we are literally putting players in that can't do it. So if they can't do it, why are we doing it? We should just go back to sitting in a bank of four. And I know that sounds so hypocritical because we've literally talked about, like, days gone by and and things like that. But in this situation now, I feel like it's just to say that. Like, put the back four... And just say sit in a bank. You don't have to play out front back. You're just working together, and that, that might miss the mid. That might miss the mid midfield situation up because I know one of our fullbacks likes to drop into midfield. So yeah. what? Get your midfielders playing as midfielders. We don't need a fullback playing midfield if it's not working. Like just fine tune what happened because, like I said, the performance was a lot better. Just try and fine tune what has been going right for us, rather than uh, but then look at the facts that the defense hasn't been fantastic and look at that and be like right what can we do to sort that just give them a bit more support drop the drop the dms a bit further back if we need to and i know again that goes against how we try to play but you can't just keep doing the same thing over and over again than being like oh we keep conceding loads of goals it's like well, yeah because you're not really doing all different like you're just doing the same thing over and over again like you know you, if you bang your head against the wall and wonder why you've got concussion people would say shut up no it's your own fault so <laughs> like you know what i mean it's the same thing isn't it
2: that's that's the best way I've ever heard of the division uh, the definition of insanity being described. You bang red against what you got concussion. Just just shut up. <laughs> that's, the, that's the best way. Um, obviously, all three goals against Arsenal um, that we conceded were crosses, two corners, uh, and one cross. Standard cross or free kick? Can't remember. Uh, the two goals against West Ham were crosses. So that's five consecutive goals that I can think of before I go even further back uh, that were crosses. Is that the marking then? Are we thinking that that's the marking system? I'll start. Obviously, Sam's just had his say so I'll come to you, Neil. But we're we thinking that is the marking system then, or a mixture of both. And again, just just another question to throw in,
0: in for you, Neil. Does Ekdal make that better? Um, first part, I, th- I agree. I think it's. I think it's a mixture of both. I think he's trying to play a system that the players aren't capable of playing. And it goes back to what I said last week about how he needs to change the style of play a little bit and do what Sam's just said there. Go back to basics for the defence, stop trying to be fancy and just let them play to their strengths rather than trying to make them do something that they're clearly not capable of doing. Um, the cross situation is because Trafford doesn't come off his line, but as you say, it's a, it's a work in progress and ordinarily you'd want your keeper to come out and claim a lot of that, but that will come with, experiences, uh, with experience um, and presence because... He's just a boy, isn't he? He hasn't got any physical presence at all. So, if he comes out for a cross, he's just going to get absolutely hammered. Um, so that's part of it. Um, but Ekdal, does he make a difference? I think Ekdal's pretty similar, but he's better with the ball at his feet, I think. So, I, I don't know. I don't know, you know, he's taller, in not he, as well? I, I, he's I, taller. I, I'm, I'm... He's better, in I the
2: air stronger.
1: Stronger. He's, got a, he's got a bit of defensive IQ, though. He knows yeah. he's fast, so he knows where to be. Like, you're not an international center half for no reason. Like, yeah. that's where I'm in with that now. But I, I to yeah. be fair, again, sorry to cut you off really quickly, but I just think it goes back to the whole like, just try something. Do you know what I mean? Like, just try something. Like, yeah. you physically can't get worse than what's going on now. Just put it in. Like, if you do that, if you do that from a, an attacking standpoint, you can turn around and be like, why would you change that? Because Coley Osho was doing so well. Why would you put, why would you start Zereri? There are ones where you can go back and say, why would you do that? This situation is, we have been so lacklustre defensively that we're now in a position where if you just put Ekdal in, like what are you, what are you losing from that? What are you losing yeah. from trying Ekdal and Delcoir together? What are you losing from that? Mm-hmm. Nothing. I know we don't like tinkering, but, and, we, and that, again, I feel like we contradict ourselves a lot at the moment. Um, but it, it goes <laughs> down to trying to change things. It goes down to trying to look at what we want to change. I, I, but I do think I do think Ekdal is an international centre-half for a reason. And you might as well yeah. try and shove him in and see if it works. And if it doesn't, you just go back to Dower and Bayer, really, don't you? I mean, for me, for me,
2: I know we don't like tinkering, but sometimes that, what, there's a difference between tinkering for just for the sake of it, which is what I get annoyed at for company, mm. like sticking, you know, uh, Charlie, uh, sorry, instead of putting Charlie at left-back, putting Connor Roberts there, you know, putting Del Delcoir there, and it just not working when we had a ready-made left-back. I know he was trying mm-hmm. to do something a bit different, but <laughs> he just tinkers with the SESA kid tinkering. Same with putting Browning on the right. But bringing Ekdal in, who, as you mentioned, Sam, is a international centre-half, I wouldn't call it tinkering, I'd just call it, you know, a good decision. So for me, yeah. the defensive partnership against Sheffield United on Saturday has to be Ekdal and Bayer, and I do think we will do better defensively because of that, but also because Sheffield United are dreadful. So we might end up winning that match. I think we will win that match. Um, but then uh, a lot of people will be getting excited about it, um, which, you know, I understand. But Neil, your thoughts? I know um, Sam's got a go soon, so I'll start wrapping it up. However, I do want to ask Sam some at first, so I'll go to I'm Sam first in put, case he has I'm to shoot.
1: putting my socks on as we speak. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I'll go to Sam first. Obviously, Alan gave us a bit of grief earlier by saying... Well, what would you do to sort it then,
1: Sam? What would you do to sort it? I'd, I'd stick with what's going now because what we're doing now isn't horrendous. But I do then think that even though we're getting better, like, can we, f- is it is it just genuinely the, the lack of quality that we have? Is it just that we're not ready for the Premier League now? Is it that the players that we have are not Premier League ready, which means that, Regardless of how much better we're playing, we still can't. We still physically can't go on and 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 get three, four wins in a row. Now I, I don't think that team is capable of more than potentially two wins in a row. I just don't. And I, I think the only way that I would say you can change that is put Ekdal in, have a look at some of the players that played with us last season, like Benson and Zereri, and have a conversation when Benson's fit, if he becomes fit, have a look at Zereri and say, you know, is there a possibility that we, you know, can try them together, regardless of how good Coley Osho has been? And I, and I really, really do think he's good. Could you change that just to see if it works? Just once, just try it once in a cup game, which we can't do now, because I don't think we're in any cups anymore. Um, but, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's possibly one of the hardest questions you could possibly ask right now because it it does feel like there's a lot of, there is a lot more negative than there is positive And I don't feel like you can really go on the positives because in all the positive performances we've had, we've still lost every game. Yeah. So it's like, like I say, are these positive performances just, not enough, but like like I say, I, I would I wouldn't take I wouldn't take Coley Osha out in this situation. I'm just spitballing an idea. Like I wouldn't, yeah, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't take Coley Osha out of the team. I'm just saying, you know, what else could you physically change? Because right now, I do feel like we have tried everything, and it might just come down to the fact that we are just not ready.
2: Yeah, I think the only change I will make right now um, is bringing Ekdal in, potentially change the forward, but. You've got Jay up front. The only other person that you can really bring in at the minute is Obafemi. I'm not sure he's 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 any he's going to do any, anything different. Um, so for me, obviously, Fo- in an ideal world, Foster would be up top, and I'd have I'd bring Ekdal in the back, and there's nothing yeah. much else I'd change at the minute because I, I, I like the midfield. I think I think in the midfield of Brownell and Burge is working very well, despite us lot saying for about 15 episodes of the trot going in a defensive mid company. What are you doing? Now now he's now he's a defensive mid, you know, he's, he's a good defensive mid at that. Um and I think that's working well. It's just at the front, I don't like us because we're toothless, and I've said it a million times, and it's it's I it, am sick of repeating myself, but we're toothless up front and spineless at the back. So I'd change Jay to Foster when we can and put Ekdal in the back for O'Shea, now, because he is ready to do that, um, but I'm not sure if that would, you know, be a, an amazingly uh, different thing. But I do think we'll be better at the back, uh, and we'll definitely better up front with Foster. To be fair, um, mm-hmm. if, if we brought Foster in, but Neil, what would you do differently?
0: No, same. Like um, bring Actal in, Um, and it would be Foster up front definitely. Um, I just think it's just. I think. To answer the original question, it's just that they're not good enough. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. It comes down to it. They're not mm-hmm. Premier League ready. Um, Company can try him, any system him he wants, but I just don't think they got enough. But Ekdal, I think Ekdal is because he he plays. I know he's, you've said he's international, but he plays at a decent level international as well. So it's not like he's playing yeah. for San Marino international yeah, level. What I mean, he's, he's a, he's a decent, he's a decent San Marino level, catching certain, strays. <laughs> yeah, and
1: uh, <laughs> they've they've scored like three
0: games in a row now. So I'd, I know, I'd out. I know. There's a comment there that he's got seven goals in fifty for his previous club, so he's obviously got something about him. He's um, he's, a,
1: he's a good player. We saw it when he, he came. He's a good I player. Like yeah. the, so
0: yeah, he scored that ball against Norwich,
2: didn't
1: he? Yeah, our, yeah, yeah. Our best performance last season was Norwich away. I genuinely yeah. still to this day I think that that was that other than Blackburn at home. That was yeah. our best performance of the season. We were on fire that day. They got nowhere near us, and they were in and around the playoffs at the time. Yeah,
0: like, so bring him in. Um Yeah, we'll be Foster up front. Yeah. Um Midfield is fine. I think. No, that's pretty settled. That's not the issue, like you say. Yeah, even would, even, I... even Zeki in the ten worked very well as well. Yeah, I well, would still in, sorry bring well, 10 in. up front with Jay, whatever it was the system. Sorry, go on. Yeah, I would still bring Murić in purely for him to come and get the crosses and cut that element out. Yeah. It's not. It's it's still the fanboy in me, but I know Trafford's be done honest, very well. I, at, if I rim- could right. choose yeah, one, one of the goalkeepers changer. to
2: start, I would. I, I would choose. I would choose Murić, but I agree with the fact yeah, that yeah. he isn't,
0: Trafford isn't the issue. It's not the issue, no. No, um, it would be Murić purely for him to come and get the crosses and cut that element out of it. Um, but yeah, for me the change would be bringing Ekdal in. But um, we'll see on Saturday, won't because I, I've got I've suspected this season that company's got this stubborn side to him, so we'll find out on Saturday, won't we? Yeah, um, we'll it's, it's to, to me, it's like he's determined to make it work, and then he can just turn around and say, "Told you." You know what I mean? That's yeah. what I think it is. Genuinely, yeah. potentially. potentially, mate. potentially. Sam, if you need to
2: shoot, feel free to shoot. I just want to I'm ask one bad. more question. But if if you need to go, you can go. I'll just ask it, Neil. Positives, mate, pop it off. What quick. Pos- the positives were were the better side for 75 85 minutes Uh amduni were class um Corley O'Shaw were class birds were class i thought who played very well as well I, Like i said that that defensive mid pairing is is working now working very very well what and have any have I missed any more positive jbg played well as well
1: no man. i think i think we we our positives are the style of play does look like it's coming together we just do look like oh, we don't have the quality of both ends of the pitch that's all it looks like. It, it looks like we have players that can do it and get us to where we need to be, but we don't have a currently the player to finish it off, and B currently the players to keep the ball out the back of the net. That's yeah. all it looks like. But both ends of the are, pitch were terrible, but in the middle we're decent. No, now. but playing with the ball and one of the biggest positives was Sander man. He's such yeah. a player. He's so good. Like his ability to win the ball and. Like you say, it sounds contradictory because we were saying for weeks, put him in the 10-roll. In that 8-roll, he's been very good, but that's been forced upon him and he's now taken it in his stride. And I do think that's a huge positive. Yeah, I think that just the shows fact how adaptable is. Inter- yeah, exactly. And I think the fact that we do have interchangeable players in the front kind of four or five positions is still a positive. I still think it is. I think we just need to get our subs right. So if you're bringing Coley off, don't bring Odebeir on because it's just the same. Bring Brun Larson on swap wings, change it around in that way. Give a fullback something else to think about. Like that. That's where I think we should be at, and I do think we have that ability. But the only thing is now: do we have the time? Do we have yeah. the time to be doing that? That's my only thing. I agree. That's but the problem.
2: Give I own,
1: my life. mouse has died as well, so I can't even leave the call. So you're gonna to have to kick me off. Um, I, thought, <laughs> I, can't I, thought, I thought
2: you meant your actual mouse and I'm like why are you telling me your pet's died <laughs> well, live on air my mouse
1: is currently on charge and will not turn back on so well um, we'll bid you, you farewell well,
2: Sam thank you are welcome well. we'll see you later have a good football training session pleasure put I'll you text you in a bit mate put your caught on, put on mate a bit. put your caught
0: on oh yeah. mate I'm
2: freezing freezing <laughs> I'm going to get <laughs> goodbye. two <people. laughs> goodbye 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 there it is. See you later, mate. Uh, Neil, I'll let you wrap it yes, up man. then. Positives.
0: Positives. Performance was good for seventy minutes until the subs, which knocked it for me. Um, Coley also was excellent. Amdini was good. Um, for me, though, it's just that final. It's that decision making at the end, which will come with age and experience. That they make. For me, they're making the wrong decision at the end. So the shooting yeah. where they should pass it and stuff like that. But other than that, they were great. Um, Trafford is looking better and better each week. Fair play to him for that. And Sander Berger, yeah, is re- really good. Um, that adaptability on Sander Berger, I think, is what company wants from his players. You know, that they, they yeah. can adapt. And ch- But other than him, there's nobody in, who's, in, who's got that quality to adapt and, and try a different role for me at the minute. Um, so there were positives there. But um, I think on the whole, it's down to those subs and Vinny getting it wrong on Saturday for me. And just that lack yeah. of leadership thing that we've already mentioned.
2: Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we're going back on ourselves a bit there, but yeah, I do yeah. think I do think if company didn't make them changes or yeah. made better changes, Quick we could one. want to win that match or, yeah. at worst, draw it. Um, yeah. So I, d- I do think that loss it on company. Um, now Sam's gone. There's no mad rush. I mean, I, I'll, I'll have to start tea soon and make it look like I've actually done some while the misses have been at work before I start working 25 minutes. But I do want to ask you and everyone in the comments get your man of the match shouts in. This will be the last question. Get your man of the match shouts in. I know a lot of people are going to go for Sanderberg. And I, and I fully respect that. Um, but I am going to go with Corley O'Shaw. I thought he was fantastic. He's another yeah. one. You know, it, a lot of people talk about this lack of experience and stuff and how, and how it's affecting us. And I'm, I'm not denying that's wrong. I do think, especially at the back, the lack of Premier League experience is affecting us. But Luca Corley O'Shaw, he got a bit of stick for his end product not being great, which I just think is his shooting more than anything else. Which, again, he had a shot in the first half, which some people could say um, it, it could have done better with, but the angle was tight. Uh, and, and well, that's it, where and he should have squared it. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, there is that. He just put it at a good angle for the keeper. I think either go across goal or square it. It were a good height and a good angle uh, for the keeper to just palm it away. Um, but for me, I'm going to go Luca or short. It's every single week. He's the only one that drives us forward. He's the only mm. one that gets past. You know that their defenders uh, fantastic every single week. Uh, Do you know what you're doing thoughts, as well, mate? Man? No, I'm, I was going down
0: that angle as well. It would it it it's Sanderberg or him, but I'm going with him. Do you know what it is with Coley he's, he's looking stronger every week as well? Like he's yeah, he, he's not getting bars off the ball. He's not he's not getting sort of out muscled. He's looking stronger and running and driving at, at defenses, which is which is good to see. So yeah, I'm going for Coley as well.
2: Happy days, getting loads of comments coming in. CP Claret says Coley Um, um, Duduze Makai says SB, which obviously means Sanderberg. Um, Alan says, Man of the match is not in question this week. Burge was performance of the season. Him and Brownie are working really well. Don't disagree with that, mate. To be honest with you, uh, an interesting one. Scott says, I'm doing it. I'm doing it was a positive. I did tweet, I tweeted my three main positives were Cole Osho Burge, and I'm doing it. Very impressed with I'm doing it now. If only we could learn to put the ball in the back of the net and keep it out, we'd have you know, we'd have
0: a really good squad because we've got i some... doing Does look a player like it does look a very, very good player. Yeah, he really it's does. Just, again, and, it's the final product for me.
2: Yeah, and I yeah he's another one. His shooting's not the best. He's had a few mm. chances where he's um, cocked up a little bit. Now I know he scored a decent goal against Forest, obviously, um, but um, yeah, he's another one. Um, but yeah, thanks Neil for coming on. Like I said, I'll start Boys. wrapping up now. We we have just got past that hour mark. Uh, thank you to Wave Car Finance, the new sponsors of the show. Uh, it's a pleasure to get them on. And like I said, if you do, if you are going to start looking for a car, and you're thinking who should I go with, who should I go with. Wave Car Finance. I use them for my new car. It's not just a random sponsor, like I have used them recently and then, you know, chatted about the podcast and stuff and then and then this came about and they 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 were brilliant. Like they, all all I did was send him a message on Instagram saying, "Oh, I want this kind of car. What can you do?" And within two three days, he sent me an email of all these things. Fantastic! And then, of course, if you do go to Wave Car Finance, you get two hundred quid worth of Burnley FC merchandise. Uh, so, thank you to that. Uh, Danny Aston says, a "Question for you both." I'll quickly do this one. Uh, if we went down in this team stairs, do we win the league easily? Yeah, easily. Easy, man. Easily. Uh, depends who stays down and who comes down with it. If Everton came down with us, maybe not. Um, But if you have joined the stream late, obviously when I press end live, it does stay on YouTube for you to watch back at your leisure as and when you want. And if you're going out somewhere soon or you want to wait till the morning because you're going to go to bed in a minute, um, then I will put the podcast out pretty much straight away. So that should be up there ready for you to watch within the next half an hour. But Neil, thank you for coming on. No worries, mate. Always a pleasure. Sam, I know you're not here anymore, but thank you for coming on. Thank you, everybody, in the comments for commenting. Thank you, everybody, for watching, for watching. Thank you, everybody, for, uh, for listening. I will be back on probably Thursday due to work commitments with the pre-game show. Um, but I, yeah, I will need to find a Sheffield United fan for that, yet. Yeah, but Sheffield United fans are quite good. I tend to find one quite easily. But thanks, everybody, for watching. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will see you next time. It's the 90th minute